Hi, everyone. My name is Sumble Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon. And we are two new Cambridge City Councilors. And this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Woo! Another week. It is pouring outside. Oof. It is raining and raining and raining. I, <laughs> I feel like it's matching my mood, though. You know what I say about the rain? I love it because it my I can it mask I can mask my tears <laughs> when I'm walking down the street. <laughs> yeah, I think our listeners are going to start worrying about you. <laughs> you talk about crying. I love crying. Um, before we get into the the deal here, yeah. um, I have been sick since last week. Which She's still sick. I, I know that you know, but I'm telling everybody. But because I was sick on Saturday. I got to binge watch a show. Yeah, that I told you. Yeah, Killing Eve. Killing Eve. It was on BBC. And, of course, it was about my favorite thing, which is <laughs> a serial killer. Only she was an assassin, so it was totally, totally, totally fine. Totally different. Um, but it was Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. And so she was working for MI5 or whatever, one of the British intelligence agencies. And um, she gets to hunt down this female assassin so the whole thing i mean almost everybody in the show was a woman yeah which was pretty awesome and um they went to a lot of great places you know they just traveled around the world killing people essentially and the sandra oh was just running around after her um but it was really good it's really really good thank you for recommending it the problem with the whole thing was so bbc only had it like when i was watching on saturday it was like this whole series expires tomorrow so i was like i okay I'm in. I got this text from Alana being like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know if I'm going to have time. I was like, yo, skip the city council meeting. Just, like, watch Killing Eve. It's worth it. I ended up being able to do both. Luckily for all of you, I could still do my job and finish the show. But I was surprised by the end. Yes. I wa- I'm gonna, I almost wanted to just start talking about it. But I realized. No, don't. Because I think. People would be mad, but we'd recommend it. So watch it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Especially if you like shows about serial killers. Yeah, yeah. And who good. doesn't? I know. I I need to start a new sh- TV show. It's been a while since I've binged, so I'm missing it. All right. Well, maybe people can suggest things on Twitter. Yeah, or email us. Oh, this is a good show I watch. I'd love to know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we um, before the weekend started, we uh, actually had a few events that we went to. So that was fun. We went to a an event on Thursday night that mm-hmm. lasted a while. We were there for a while. We were actually, we first went to the Cambridge Community. Um, the Learning Center graduation. Graduation, which is such a great event. It's so great. And there were so many families there. Um, I'm just sorry we didn't get to stay to the end. We had to, we had, we were triple booked actually on Thursday night. So we had to leave early, but it was a great event watching all those families being so excited about their graduates and people being naturalized as citizens. I don't know. It was yeah, graduating from, you know, CNA programs, just yeah. like the best of the best. So we left that and then we went to um, a Transition House uh, fundraiser, uh, an event uh, at MIT Media Lab, which was really well put together and a great homage to the, the great work that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the counselors were there. Yeah, totally. Um I think all but two. We had we definitely had a quorum. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't discuss any council business though, don't Nothing. worry. Don't worry. Uh, well the thing that I thought was really funny, well, it was there were so many tributes to Risa Mednick, who was the amazing yeah. executive director, and I got so sad thinking that she was leaving. She's such a force at Transition House, and I'm I'm sure that whoever comes and fills her shoes will be just as wonderful, but kind of the end of an era i think for transition house and it must be a, a kind of a 
like a scary time. Yeah, and the whole staff you could see was so, oh, you know, I know, they were upset and sad and just, you know, I think it was maybe upset's not the right word, but just really <laughs> like, wow, this leader is going and we're going to really what, miss her. Yeah, and what, what's next for us? Right. Well, the thing that I think is funny is that it, that event highlighted for me how bad we are as at being politicians. Yeah. Um, so we essentially just talked to each other all night. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we mm-hmm. found like a table with a few people and we we're like, yep, we're hunkering down. Everyone else is like walking around, talking to everybody, working in the room. And like Marjorie Decker was there. Mike Connolly was there. Sal Domenico. Everyone's like walking around, like saying hello to everyone. And Sumble and I are just <laughs> sitting there at one table like the whole night. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we... <clears throat> I can't decide if we should get better at it or if we should just continue to just be bad. I just, I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I feel like <laughs> it's just, we see each other so much. But like, we're like, let's just hang out and keep talking. That's what we talked about, Killing Me. Like, we yep. talked to a few cool people. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> maybe that was it. We found some yeah. great people and we had some deep dive conversations with those great people. Shout out to uh, Luba. Luba Feigenberg, who yeah. is a, me- a fellow member of the Family Policy Council, was there. Um, and she also watched Killing Eve. Yeah, we were talking about hey, it. Hey, good job, you guys, not blowing the end. <clears throat> you got really close. And I was like, wait, I haven't seen it. Luba was really good. She was like, no, 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 that's not how I it. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe we'll get better in the future. But it was a it was a fun night. And then you actually watched it. So we're glad that happened. Yeah. And then so Monday night, we had a city council meeting. It was our last regularly scheduled city council meeting. Um for the summer, we have one special summer meeting, which is at the end of July. So it was a pretty packed agenda, although it was like a little bit snoozy, I thought. Yes. There was a lot of city manager stuff on there that was like end of the year, like moving money from this thing to that thing. And But you had a good update. I did. I did. Um, so just update for everybody. Um, we were out able to allocate $2 million to the firehouses so that they will get some updates and some... Uh, what the fire chief said on Monday night, which I thought was great, is they will have a thorough cleaning um, because they really don't haven't had one for yeah. a long, long time. And um, not having a thorough cleaning can really affect, you know, cancer outcomes and things like that. So I think that'll be like the number one thing. But then also pretty excited that they're going to get mattresses and, and do some updates in the bathrooms. And um, but really looking forward to um those bigger capital improvement projects. So there's $2 million that are going to sort of things like that we've talked about on this podcast before. But also there's $9 million that are going to things like new roofs and air conditioning. And, and so the city is is putting together a, a pretty significant package to kind of make sure that we're taking care of our first responders. So that was, that was a good update. And um, you had a few things. Yeah, I put in a few policy orders. One policy order was about... <laughs> Uh, you know, we have a new, <clears throat> we have an incentive zoning study that will be, you know, put out this summer. And, you know, we have a linkage fee that relates to affordable housing where, you know, we have these commercial developers building and they have to pay into a fund, a certain fee. And that's right now $15 per square footage and over so, 30,000 square feet of yes. commercial. Yep. And, um, and so... You know, that's great. Uh, There's been a lot of talks about how we can make sure the residents in our community benefit from all the new businesses coming and the developments coming. And so there's this idea of exploring a job linkage fee and what that could look like. So my order, um, it was building off the order that was put in a few years ago by uh, by then my vice mayor, Mayor uh, McGovern and uh, Councillor Simmons, who had said, you know, 
when they were revising their linkage fee uh, to include into the scope of the study uh, a job linkage and what that would look like, but they never did. And so this is a request to say, look, it's important that to to the council that given, uh, you know, how much we care about workforce development, that we consider looking into this being evaluated and see what comes up. So, I, you know, I think this, our staff know that it's coming. I think I know there's some questions about, oh, another fee. Well, you know, uh, the develop, developers are already doing too much. Um, at the end, But at the same time, we know that commercial development is not stopping in our mm-hmm. city. We, we just know. Statistically, we, like in the, the, the upcoming, uh, you know, the bond reports and all that stuff, we've read that it's not going to stop. So what are some ways we can benefit? And I think we've had a lot of conversations uh, about workforce development and how we can better connect our residents to the jobs, both during the building of those buildings and after. And it has to be a focus and priority for us as a council and as a city, because we have a number of of our kids, right, and residents who who live right next to these giant buildings, Mm -hmm. and they're not being, they're not having access to the jobs within them. So making that a focus creating that job, that funding pipeline, right? So Just to Start does right. a great job of workforce development in the biomedical careers. Um, they they just started one in um, information technology. Mm-hmm. I, I can just imagine what they could do or other nonprofits could do um, with some extra funding to just make sure that we are really connecting our residents to those jobs exist during and after yeah, the, the and building Yeah, building phase. their skills and making sure they're benefiting from from what's happening all the commercial growth that's yeah. that's coming so that order went and then we co-sponsored a order um based on the economic development meeting that had happened and uh, basically saying we wanted our staff to when they are zoning for medical oh, the medical they've already zoned for medical marijuana but for can uh, for recreational cannabis and marijuana it's called adult use adult use <laughs> Yeah, get with the program. Get with the program. So for adult use marijuana, we're act- the city is actively doing that, and so to keep in mind, look as we do it, make sh- let's make sure we don't leave people behind. And in the host community agreements we have, that we figure out ways to build equity into that. And I think this be you know, the state's really giving great guidance on how we can do this. Whether it's requiring that we hire locally, mm-hmm. you know, to to you know the living wage. Um, so there's a lot of good good things that are happening with that. So I'm hopeful that our city will take that into account. I think I thank you for taking the lead on that because I think it's super. It's so we can just easily forget about it, right? People are like, oh, you know, it's well. There's so many things to worry about right now, right? I mean, every day the news. Anyway, we can talk about. Yeah, this is a good segue to the news. (laughs) But thanks for keeping that on point. Yeah, yeah. Well, stay tuned. So the news. Um, what can we say? I mean, we're both really. It's it's been really hard to concentrate on day to day work. It has been. So yesterday, the day before yesterday, there was a few Supreme Court um, decisions that came down that were all kind of bad news. Really bad. Really, really bad. And then yesterday, you know, as we're preparing for this citizens' petition meeting, this big meeting, and. Um, Come to find out that Justice Kennedy is is retiring at the end of July, and so I just, it's very hard to concentrate on, on what's going on here. We're trying to stay focused, but let's talk. Let's talk about some of those decisions, and just kind of yeah, yeah. I think w- the one that's been on my mind and has made me really just mad and angry and upset is you know the Muslim ban. Absolutely. Um, 
it, it, you know, I'd urge people to read the decision. <laughs> um, I'll read some parts from it. So the five conservatives uh, on the court uh, decided that Trump's anti-Muslim vitriol didn't mean that the travel brand was based on um, anti-Muslim vitriol, but or you know, basically they said that there was a rational national security uh, interest uh, for the ban, um, and so which you know does not it's not true. Uh, and so Justice Sonia uh, Sotomayor's dissent was joined by our favorite, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she really just nails it. Like she it's rare when the judges speak from the court. Mm-hmm. And she uh, her she spoke for 20 minutes on this. Wow. And um, her words just, you know, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read from them right now. So. She wrote, the court's decision today fails to safeguard that fundamental principle. It leaves undisturbed a policy first advertised openly in, what is this word? Um, Openly in, I forget how to say it. How do you say this? Equally or? I can't see it. It's it's with a U. So I have a hard time with U's. Unequivocally. Yes, unequivocally. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I know how to read. It's just hard for me to say that word. As a total, <laughs> we're real people. Uh, <laughs> as a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States because the policy now masquerades behind facade of national security concerns. But this repackaging does little to cleanse presidential proclamation number 9645 of the appearance of discrimination that the president's words have created. Based on the evidence in the record, a reasonable observer would conclude that the proclamation was motivated by anti-Muslim animus. And it completely was. Uh, and it, for me, as a Muslim, it's, you just, you, you think about the history of this country and, you, you know, sh- her decision pointed to our past and how mm-hmm. we've, you know, the, the so many countless decisions that now we look back at, you know, including the, you know, Kuramatsu, right? That mm-hmm. was so misguided, right? It it took it was the government's misguided invitation to basically sanction a discriminatory policy motivated by animosity toward a disfigured group, all in the name of social of national security, right? And we set up Japanese internment, internment camps. camps, which is such a dark time. I mean, there's been a few dark times in our country, but that was such a dark time that I I mean, it's shameful. Yeah, yeah. And this to me is uh, it, it, I actually have I'm very speechless I can't believe that the Supreme Court upheld this yeah. facade yeah it's just nakedly anti-Muslim and I, f- I feel for the the Muslim community that just must feel so targeted right now um, and I, I feel like I mean just you've been affected just by not being able to have family come and visit you right um, but you know, just beyond those sort of like, yeah, smaller things that are a big deal in in, in your family's life. Obviously, your your aunt can't come here because they have not been able to. They haven't. Yeah, they won't. You know, I, so Pakistan is not in one of the countries that's banned, but the way they've, you know, we wanted my aunt to come visit, and you know, we couldn't get a visa, right? Like because they didn't believe that she would they, leave. Like, leave back, mm-hmm. right? Like that's just it's stuff like that. That's just the, the times are just so. Um, it's just is we live in a different you know world. So the the countries that are banned currently um, are Iran. There's Libya. 
um, there's Yemen, uh, and then um, the three three countries that were included in previous bans, Ch- uh, Chad, Sudan, and Iraq, have been removed. Um, and then I think that's that's the ones he has business ties with. Of course, were oh. uh, not cons- not in there. Um, it's just disgusting. Anyway, I could go on for hours, but I'd urge you to read the, the, the case. You know, it's a huge blow to the lawsuits that were filed by Hawaii and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people who are in the right. Um, and, it, you know, it, all it can take is one justice. <laughs> and I just, I cannot believe that Justice Kennedy has chosen this time right now to retire. It's just, I think that we are facing, a, this will affect our lives for Mm -hmm. a generation yeah at least um and it's it's very hard to to not think that these are very very dark days um so yeah just so it's five muslim majority countries in addition to north korea and some government officials in venezuela oh okay yeah so we were right about that Yeah. yeah anyway more to you know that's the, that's that the Kennedy leaving and this and there were more there decisions. Were, there were a few more decisions we won't we go won't into, get into. But that. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit. It I was it was funny. It wasn't funny, but one of my friends on Facebook was like, "I feel like this is a scene from The Handmaid's Tale from like a flashback, and everyone you're just yelling at your at your screen like June, like you have to right. leave now. This is the time to leave. Get in your car, go somewhere." <laughs> right, and it really feels like that time where anything could happen and we we will look back at this time and think that it was the time that we were supposed to run <laughs> right yeah it's like we got to prepare for gilead if you watch uh, if you watch i mean and, and and speaking of gilead um i don't know if you saw over the weekend this was something that really was upsetting for me was this woman who in indiana i think it was indiana was two months pregnant went to the doctor the baby had unfortunately mm-hmm. died, and her doctor gave her a few choices. Um, one of them was to do a surgical procedure called DNC to remove the fetus. One was to let kind of nature take its course, and one was to prescribe a medication that would kind of accelerate the the uterus. Or the anyways, so she goes to Walgreens. She has her do- her kid with her. She already has a, a child, and goes to fill the prescription. And the pharmacist, who by the way was a man, um, refused to fill the prescription on religious grounds. And can you, I just couldn't, um, like, can you imagine something so horrible? I mean, you were pregnant. Unfortunately, it wasn't viable. And you have to then go to your small town pharmacy at Walgreens. There's people behind you. You have your child with you. It's it's a pretty terrible time for you. And then you have some man who's standing across the counter saying that because of his religious beliefs, he cannot give you a, a, a prescription to me i just felt like what where i know That's what just, year is uh, it um so there's been some for me there's the scotus that happening this weekend it's feeling a little a little dark but so like let's go to some good-ish news <laughs> is there any <laughs> there well it's good-ish um in a judge in california has ordered um the end of the family separation and yeah. that children separated from their families um uh, above the age of five have to be reunited within 30 days and sooner for children who are younger than five. So younger than five, they have to be reunited within 14 days. And um, it also mandates that if families are not in touch with their children by phone, they have to be in touch with them within 10 days, which as a mom, 
I just uh. it's that's such a long time like yeah. it's 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 really difficult um for me to wrap my hand around but I'm I'm glad that finally the judicial system is as is working as it should to kind of put the brakes on on something that they they found was um not right yeah um and I don't know do you know who Celeste Ng is the, she's an author right she's an author she lives here in Cambridge um she wrote everything I never told you, and her most recent book was Little Fires Everywhere, which I loved. Both of those books, they were both amazing. Um, I needed to read them. Uh, I actually own Little Fires Everywhere. It's it's a signed copy. Ooh, um, but oh. you can you can t- totally okay, borrow it. No, it was really good. It's a good. It, she is a beautiful writer, um, and of course, she lives here in Cambridge. Ooh. But anyways, I follow her on Twitter because she she's inter- like she's, she's an interesting person on Twitter and. Um, she had a thread yesterday that I found so moving. Um, and basically, she, this weekend, was in Harvard Square. And it was a busy time in Harvard Square, a lot of tourists. And she walked by, there was like a small crowd around this small child, like four or five, who was sobbing uncontrollably. And so all these people were like standing around this child and saying, you know, like, what's wrong? How can we help you? And that this child couldn't even like verbalize anything that was happening. Um, and, you know, they're, they're all out there for like five minutes trying to figure out who this child is, what's happening, where the, where the parents are. And the woman starts like running down the street towards this child and that um, it's the mom, right? So mm-hmm. what had happened was she was in a, a t-shirt store or something buying something and the child had wandered out to the sidewalk because the door was open and that she had been searching frantically for her daughter for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and that Celeste Ng had described this scene as being like the, the two of them just held on to each other for mm-hmm. so long and that they were so emotional and um, you know as a mom 10 minutes is a long time yeah yeah to not know where your kid is. And mm-hmm. um, she then went on in the thread to say, like, imagine if this was your kid. Right. Imagine now that this is some, this is your child that has been separated from you, not just for 10 minutes, but for, for 10 days, for 30 days. Um, and it was very emotional mm-hmm. the way that she described it. I am, <laughs> I'm a little emotional right now. Um, but then she kind of went on to say, like, as regular people like what can we do we're all feeling so helpless and so she goes on to list about 15 different things 15 to 30 different things that you can do under the hashtag small acts you know she says talk to neighbors and friends and encourage them to act too reach out to your local mosques and refugee centers and tell them you're with them and ask them if you can help if you own a small business put a sign in your in your window that says everyone is welcome here muslims Think about what you know and who you know and what you can add. Are you a lawyer? Maybe you can organize colleagues to donate their time and services to address the many legal battles we're facing now. Do you speak Spanish, Arabic, etc.? There are probably groups that could use you as a translator. Find them and offer them to help. Are you in business? Work for a major corporation? Pressure your company to make a public statement about their beliefs and then make them stick to it. If you're a small local business, put up a sign. Think about you, what you can offer. And ask yourself, what do I believe in? Where can I support that in my community, in my neighborhood, in my state? Do what you can and then ask yourself honestly, can I do more? And I just felt like this was so powerful in that 
her whole idea is you everyone can do one small thing take whatever it is that you have whatever skills you have and apply them right now because we are in a time where everyone needs to act um so if you don't follow her on twitter i think you should (laughs) she's at pronounced underscore ing pronounced ing um and 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 check out this thread and and see if there's something that you can do in your own community. That's awesome. Yeah, I am. Um, I have to check it out. I do follow her. I think uh, I've been trying to avoid my Twitter, but I'm going to go back because <laughs> of all the all the all the sadness. But this is a the hope, right? This I know this like one was like kind of this beacon uplifting. for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always say that I love slash hate Twitter because it's it can be a an evil empty place. Um, but this one was really good. And then so kind of on that note, there is a rally this Saturday. Um, a Families Belong Together rally at Boston City Hall Plaza starting at 11 o'clock um, just to kind of come out in force. And, and and you should definitely go. You should definitely go. And, you know, if you're not going to be in town, figure out where where there is going to be one near you. Yeah. And where, you know, what these small things that you could also be doing. So, um, you know, we we have this role locally. Right. And we talked about this yesterday. It's like all this stuff is happening nationally. But. You know, we have a mosque here. We yeah. have, you know, tons of community members who are probably really scared and don't know, you know, for their family, for, for what's to come. And, um, you know, we're just feeling isolated right, right. by this decision by the Supreme Court of the United States. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we you and I had a long conversation yesterday about what can we do locally because we are elected officials and because, you know, we're, we're not. You know, that is our thing. <laughs> right. And how do we take our thing and translate it into something that could be helpful? Um, so we are putting our heads together on that. If people have ideas or if they have anything really, to please um, yeah, reach out to us. Reach out to us. Um, oh, and there was a decision right before this where, you know, Trudeau has said, anyone we ban, the refugees, they can go to Canada. So <laughs> there's some beacon of hope. <laughs> At least. It's always the beacon of hope is always Justin Trudeau. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. He's so dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him in real life. I know. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you yeah, like, I rubbing said, it in. I know. I wasn't there. Sent you pics. So, yeah, we um, <laughs> we also I think we have, you know, we we tomorrow night we have a dance party. The city dance well. party. The city dance party. So if you're around for that, you should go. It starts at seven. It's usually a good time. I haven't been for about for a while but i probably won't go either because of my <laughs> because of your foot my foot oh we ha- we've gone like 25 minutes in this podcast <laughs> we haven't talked about your foot <laughs> my foot can't my believe foot. it oh my gosh yeah i'm uh for those of you who are interested i am in <laughs> a uh brace and yeah still recovering slowly what are we going to talk about after your foot is i don't is- know i don't know what's going to happen to me after this <laughs> is all better but yeah i, I actually I have an event at the range towers tomorrow um, oh, yes. Tell us about that because I think yeah. this is a good one. Yeah. You know, I'm just doing a pizza and conversation <laughs> event in one of the community rooms in 364, uh, which is where I grew up. And um, I think I'll get a lot of questions about the expiring use and what the city's doing. And we, I think I mentioned last week, we did everything's in process. And so I'll tell them what I know and be transparent about what we're still working on. Um, but, you know, I want to be a resource for the residents and uh, make sure that they don't feel you know, forgotten and, you know, they know that. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, right, this happens every two years. Like right. People run up and down Ringe Towers and, like, <laughs> knock on doors and, like, I'm going to be there for you. But, uh, but are yeah. they? You know, so I think it's right. great that you're going back and um, and really 
coming through in some of your promises, right? Like I will be the the person that yeah, I want to be there. I want to know how we can better serve you um, as elected officials. Yeah, and not just a lot of lip service every two years. Every two years, yeah. So so that'll be my Friday night. Okay, well, good. Where are you getting pizza from? Um, that pizza place near on the corner of. It's not. It's like that that famous pizza place in Huron Village. No, 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 no. It's right on. Um, it's like Mama Goose. No, um, I should know. <laughs> um, where are we getting pizza from? AB, not ABC. No, it's in North Cambridge. It's okay, like near never the mind, Arlington never line. Mind. <laughs> um, I should have plugged. I should know better. Uh, I'll look it up. Uh, do we have time to talk about anything else? Um, yeah, we. We do have a few more minutes. Um, so we have had a citizen's petition in front of us. So last night we had an ordinance committee meeting about a citizen's petition, which was a, a climate petition. So it was essentially, it was almost two p- petitions, right? Yeah. There was a kind of a floodplain overlay petition and then a green, something called a green factor uh, petition. So the planning board had heard it on Tuesday night. And had forwarded on to the city council with a negative recommendation. So six uh, planning board members voted it negatively. One voted it favorably and one abstained. Um, So it came before us last night. And, um, you know, there was a lot of conversation, a lot of conversation about, you know, who's affected, what, you know, the petition is actually very, very broad. It affects a lot of Cambridge, over 50% of the parcels um, here, they're considering to be in the floodplain, which would then um, subject it to this new zoning, which, um, you know, to me feels a little restrictive um, if you look at it uh, citywide. Um, But there was like a real wrinkle last night in that one of the parcels that it will affect is Miller's River, which is in East Cambridge. It is hundreds of units for um, senior citizens, low-income senior citizens and disabled residents, and it is due for rehab. So I actually, at Food for Free, deliver boxes of food to residents um, in Miller's River. So these are residents that can't, you know, they're low-income. They could go to a food pantry, um, Mm -hmm. but they simply can't get there because they're elderly or they're disabled. So we bring boxes of food to them, you know, every other week. And it is in desperate need of a rehab i mean it it's almost sad <clears throat> i don't it, like between that and and manning apartments it's very difficult to go in there and feel like as a low-income elderly person this is this is where you, this is where you go yeah. and so thankfully um the cambridge housing authority has been able to put together some funding to rehab it um you know funds for rehabbing public housing are becoming very very rare particularly under this administration and under ben carson as the the um, HUD secretary. Uh, so they have put together this funding and um, they are applying for their special permit, but this petition kind of puts their permit in limbo. So they can't get the funding if their permits haven't been approved by um, the BZA, the Zoning Board of Appeals. And um, if they don't have that permit in hand, they don't get the funding. So it's $110 million uh, at stake here, which is a a lot of money. So there was a little wrinkle last night in um, being able to move forward with this uh, petition based on that, knowing that those, that that money could, could evaporate. So um, we decided to keep it in committee. Yep. 
um, which basically means, you know, we're we're going to have another meeting to talk about it further. Um, I think right now everyone's trying to figure out <laughs> the big implications is, you know, we we don't want Miller's Rivers to not be able to get their funding. And um, there's also this, you know, there's concern about this petition. Well, there are this is my what I think. I think there are some good parts, um, you know, the the emergency plans, like, I mean, CHA, Cambridge Housing Authority, already requires emergency plans. A lot of places require having emergency plans, and um, there's this concept of a green factor. There's a lot of things, but I think, you know, I think the whole council felt that approving it as a whole just doesn't, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we wouldn't, we couldn't do that. Um, we couldn't. We didn't really talk about that too much last night. It was it was a five hour meeting, and you'd be surprised. <laughs> it it was, was really long. I mean, it yeah. started at five thirty, and you know, we're walking out of there at, at ten thirty. And I, it, it, yeah, it was just. I feel like ordinances. Anyway, we can go on about how we feel about the ordinance meeting, but however, we, all, will we won't. Uh, but all that to say, because <laughs> you're all sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you heard ordinance, and you, you know they shut they shut it off. They're just like on to their next yeah, podcast. Yeah. But um, you know, reach out to us if you you know want to talk to us further. We have we've, more questions. Yeah, we yeah. have a lot of we've gotten a lot of emails, and certainly we you know you said this yesterday in your comments. We we know look at the rain today. Like we know climate change is it's it's one of those things. We know it's you know, we have to act now. Yeah. Right. So, but there is a question of the different processes that are happening and what, you know, even the petitioner said, you know, there is there a middle ground. So can we figure out a middle ground? And if not, you know, what's, what's going to be the most immediate that's going to be happening. And we have a few plans like Envision and C- CC, um, what's the acronym? Climate change, Elevife. Preparedness, preparedness support, plan. CCPR. <laughs> that's that's almost done. There's so many acronyms right now. <laughs> we have so many plans. Anyway, so all that, you we'll know. We'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted about what happens. For sure. So, um, again, City Dance Party tomorrow night, Friday night, starting at 7, Cambridge City Hall. Rally to keep families together on Boston City Hall Plaza on Saturday at 11 a.m. I hope you can attend one or both. And um, yeah, we actually you're away next week, so yes. we are not going to be podcasting, but we will follow up with you the week after yeah. and talk to you all about ordinances and zoning and you know our f- possibly a new TV show. Yeah, we'll tell Could you about anything. what we've been up to yeah. uh, in on our on our time away next week. I'll miss you. <laughs> we'll miss all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll miss you too, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> to our actually 360 oh, I know. This listeners. is really exciting. I know we always say that we have five listeners, but we did find out that we have hundreds, we actually. Do. Yeah. So thank you, guys. My friend Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, hey girl. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah, so thanks to all of you for listening and for, for staying with us. We yeah, and it. please spread the word. Have your friend or your partner or someone listen to us too and sus- subscribe. We'd love... To, to go up to 500. Five, oh, my God. Oh, it would be we, so crazy. Let's do 500. Yeah. Okay. We, okay, we, we have a goal, goal now. Goal, end of summer, 500 listeners. <laughs> well, I hope you guys all have a wonderful July 4th holiday, and we will talk to you in a few weeks. See you soon. Bye.